the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Somebody just leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Welcome to the Buckets Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Dan Titus, joined with my guy, Adam Koffler. What it do, man? What's good, bro? Two of my uh, must-own guys this season are in the top 25 so far in nine-cat leagues on per-game basis. We got Jaron Jackson Jr. and Derek White just crushing it. We got guys like Mo Bamba, top 15, like, give me a break. A dude who can shoot three threes per game, hit three threes per game, with like two or three blocks per game like that. Now that the dude is starting, like you got to take advantage of stuff like that. And we're going to be talking about some, you know, some guys that we think are real, some guys that we think maybe they're going to bounce back here a little bit after week one. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into it, man. Definitely. And, you know, if you guys have been listening to us over the last month or so, we've been talking about a lot of guys that showed out the opening week. Now, granted, it's an 82 game season, so we're going to evaluate whether some of this is real and fake, as Adam just mentioned. But yeah, today we're going to go do a week two look ahead, which will include a few different segments that will cover strategy, waiver ads, drops, just to get you prepped for the upcoming week and also debut a DFS prop segment for those that are building lineups in prize picks. But before we get started, make sure that you check out the Buckets Betting Podcast, which is now going to be on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays, hosted by senior NBA writer Matt Moore. And be sure to download the award-winning Action Network app to track all your bets and to tail the Action Network experts. So let's get into the show, man, and start off with our weekly dime, where we'll provide at least one take or tip for the upcoming week. He threw it from half court. That's a nice assist. I'll start it off, man. So we're in a competitive league together, and I realized when it was Wednesday, Devin Vassell had a really good game. I was like, man, I got to I gotta pick up this guy. I think he's going to be a legit, you know, potentially six-man him between him and Lonnie Walker. And I picked him up for a Friday game, and I'm like, wait, my lineup's already set. Like, everybody's literally playing on Friday. I wasted a waiver ad because I, I had no room for him. Don't make the same mistake I did and picking up somebody for a Friday slate when you're not even going to play them. It's a wasted pickup. Adam, what's your thoughts? Listen, I mean, there's there's strategy behind what you do with your pickups on a daily and weekly basis, right? You you want to you want to have some kind of combination of you know get especially early in the season. You want to get the guys that are performing early on and that are probably going to have a role moving forward, right? Guys right. like guys like Patty Mills, guys like. Uh, Franz Wagner, Terrence Mann, like guys that look like they're going to have a steady role in the offense moving forward. And you're not going to just play like the, okay, they play on Friday and Sunday game. Like you want those guys on your team moving forward, but you also want towards the middle to end of the week to understand which categories you're competitive in against your opponent. And you want to lean into, you know, building upon those categories towards the end of the week so that you can try to win those categories. If you're down 60 assists, like don't pick up uh, Facundo Campazzo because All he's right. not going to help you anywhere else and you're already going to lose assists. So just things to keep in mind as you're ta- as you're thinking through your strategy of how to use your four or five transactions in a week. Yeah, and also when you start out the beginning of the week, make sure you're looking at schedule grids because they're super important in determining, you know, the value that you're going to have later on in the week. Don't pick up guys that are only going to play two games. For instance, the uh, I'm avoiding every Suns. If someone goes down with an injury, 
different story. But the Suns only play two games next week. You can just avoid them. They're not worth it. Um, but there's 17 teams that play four games or this week. So uh, make sure you're looking out for those guys. So let's get into who's real and who's fake. Wait a minute. Who's real? Who's not? We'll start it off, bro. I'm going to take a quick... It's not a, it's, I'm not going to tout it. I'm not going to take a quick victory lap, but let's just talk about Jakob Pertl a little bit and averaging 4.7 assists with two games of six-plus assists in the first three games of the season. Is this real or is this fake? It's real because, I mean, he's averaging 30 minutes per game, and if I'm not mistaken, he got into foul trouble one of those games, and Drew Eubanks played 20-plus minutes in that game. So that number could even, could even be a little bit higher. We, we talked about this uh, on the last podcast, I believe, where DeMar DeRozan's gone. He averaged upwards of six assists per game last season. And DeJounte Murray and Derek White still got theirs last season. So somebody had to step up and in, into a role of playmaker on offense for the Spurs. And that's Pirtle. And we're seeing, you know, I, I call him Rudy Gobert light. He's more like, I mean, it's crazy to say, but it's more like Nikola Jokic light. The way he's dishing out assists and getting the defensive stats, he also shoots the ball extremely well. He will not hurt you in any one category. He's ranked 56th on a per game basis. And his ADP was like, what, like 80 or 90 or something. And and that's, yep. he can only, he can only go up. Like his, his ceiling is a top 40 or 50 guy this season. Yeah. I think, I mean, he doesn't have the name notoriety. And I know we were talking about it when we were doing one of our competitive drafts and people were surprised that uh, people reaching uh, you being one for like Derek White. DeJounte Murray, me, Jakob Pertl. But these San Antonio Spurs have a lot of a lot of fantasy value. And you could probably get Jakob Pertl because most people are thinking he's a surprise breakout. Don't be surprised, man. This dude is hooping. And, you know, he's averaging almost a double-double with five assists. From the center position, you can't get that. Plus, you're getting their defensive metrics. But I think he's definitely becoming an early fantasy stud. Uh, that we talked about a lot in this podcast. Oh, I, I, I want to re- real quick make a point on um, something that you said. So teams like the Spurs, teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers, teams like the Indiana Pacers, they all have a very tight rotation early in the season. You know what that tells me? That tells me that I want to target those guys in fantasy basketball because they're going to have a lot of value moving forward throughout the rest of the season because the minutes are going to be there for them. Then take yeah. a look at like the Detroit Pistons. Like everybody's playing. There's like 12 guys playing 25 minutes a game because they're going to get blown out. I mean, they only played the Bulls twice so far, but the Pistons look really bad, right? So so a team like that, like I'd fade pretty much everybody. Like I, I had high hopes for Isaiah Stewart this season. He can still get there, but I, you know, I would pump the brakes on on a guy like him, to be honest with you. So, yeah, so you just mentioned the Bulls. Let's talk about DeMar DeRozan a little bit. Um, is he real or is he fake? Are you buying that 29% usage rate that he had um, in the first few games of the season? He ranks 101 on a per-game basis, a nine-cat. You know, we talked about fading him this season because he wasn't going to be a focal point of the offense. He's probably a top 80 or 90 guy. At the end of the day, he's not going to hit three-pointers. He's, you know, his assist numbers are going to be down. You know, I'm just, I'm just not on him. So if he goes on like this, this like hot run and Zach Levine takes a backseat for a little bit and I was a DeMar DeRozan uh, manager, I'd probably try to sell high at some point. And what about it? You, you teased him a little bit, but what about Mo Bamba? Because the one thing that we were wondering about is like Wendell Carter Jr. got the bag. Mo Bamba was already in the organization. They got a new regime now, but it seems like they finally let him loose. Do you think that that's real or fake? He's currently 12th overall in Yahoo head-to-head category leagues. Yeah, man. Our guy, Alex F. Burns, at Alex F. Burns on Twitter, said something the other day. It said, not only is Mo Bamba starting, 
But Mo Bamba's playing the garbage time minutes that are going to be valuable for anybody on the Orlando Magic because they're a bad team. They're, they're, they're a bottom five team in the NBA. So if Mo Bamba's going to start and get the garbage time minutes, like we've seen so far, the guy's averaging almost 31 minutes per game. And like you said, he's ranked 12th on a per-game basis. Yeah, you don't Again, guys who shoot a lot of threes and get a lot of blocks just don't just grow on trees. Like, you know, you got a guy like Robert Williams who is – uh, kind of similar in terms of his his defensive metrics to Mobamba, but now give yourself two or three three pointers a game. That's what Mobamba is. You know he's not going to finish twelfth on a per game basis, but can he finish top forty on a per game basis? Yes, he can. It's funny you mentioned Robert Williams because he's you know currently ranked number twelve, right ahead of Mobamba, but he gives you those threes. So yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling Mobamba's upside. Stick it to the big men, and I know Burnsy was also on. Uh, Evan Mobley as well, fading the ADP of Jared Allen and going with Evan Mobley a little bit later. Do you think that this dude is real? Currently 30 overall in Yahoo head-to-head category leagues. Yeah, he's real. He's 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 uh, he's top 20 in the NBA right now, minutes played. He's a rookie. You know, J.B. Bickerstaff is just just throwing him out there to the Wolves and saying like, "Go do your thing, young man." And and he's coming up big, and he's 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 putting up monster box scores with defensive metrics and shooting a high percentage. He's not going to hit like a bunch of threes, but okay, I don't care. If he's going to fit, if, if he's going to, you know, be a top 25 guy who can give me stats across the board, like if, if, and obviously the people that took Evan Mobley this season had high hopes for him and probably reached for him. So you're probably not able to go ahead and acquire him, especially at this point in time. But, you know, he's a guy, if he's, if he's slumping, like I, I'd try to pounce at that point. Yep. Curious about this guy. This is a sell high for me. So I think that this is totally fake, but Harrison Barnes is currently ranking I've seventh overall in head to head category league. And he's dropping like, I mean, his numbers are crazy. He's averaging like 30 and 10. Are you selling this or are you, or you think that this is real? This is the, is this the, the peak Harrison Barnes? Well, we know this isn't real, uh, but at the same time, Marvin Bagley's like completely out of the rotation. The other night he played just, I think 10 minutes in that, in the second game of the season. And, you know, like I said earlier, the Sacramento Kings are one of those teams that run a very tight rotation. He's going to see 35 to 37 minutes per game. He's going to be like, at that point, he's going to be like Julius Randall, man, like playing for Tom Thibodeau. That's all you want. That's all you could want. Um, you know, from a fantasy asset is to play lots of minutes on a team that runs a very tight rotation. So, you know, if I have Harrison Barnes and in, in, in a couple of leagues, I took Harrison Barnes kind of late. Like I'm not, I'm not selling, I'm not selling high right now. Like I, I think he's legit. I really do. Yeah. I'm selling him. I don't know. I think you could get some pretty good value. Like he's not going to keep up this level of scoring rebounding and, and some stock. Sure. But uh, the scoring, I, I don't know if I'm buying and all that. To, for him to ma- maintain top 10 value, probably not. But I could see this definitely fading back into that, you know, 30, 40, 50 range as the season wears on. And we see Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton hasn't been playing particularly well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, you know, get a little bit more uses to eat into to Barnes's production there. Um, but the next guy, LeBron James is currently 29. He was our one of our top fade lists. You know, we were saying don't take him in the second, third round. He could ultimately be a top 40, 50 player when it's all said and done. But or do you think that his current position at 29 is real or fake? Sell, 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 sell. You think this guy is going to lead the league in threes this season? No way, <laughs> right? Like, no way. He's not He's not a spot-up sharpshooter from deep. That's what he sort of showed in the first two games. That's just not true. He's still not going to hit free throws at a high percentage, and he's not going to average 29.5 points per game. Like, he's just not. 
He played, he's played 30, almost 37 minutes a game in the first two games. And while he's on record saying that he likes to, he's, he's not a fan of resting and, and load management. And he says he plays better with 35 plus minutes. I just cannot see how that's going to continue. He's either going to sit games or he's going to be, you know, his minutes are going to be scaled back a little bit. And Russell Westbrook didn't have the greatest first game uh, for the Lakers. So as he, you know, gets a little bit, you know, more adjusted to the system, I expect it to be a little bit, a little bit more even between LeBron and Russell Westbrook. If I drafted LeBron James, uh, this would be my perfect, this would be the perfect opportunity to go ahead and sell high on LeBron James before, you know, he comes back down to earth and becomes more of a top 50 player as opposed to a top 30 player. Yeah, and I think you're seeing a, a noticeable trend too. His, I mean, it's granted it's just a week, small sample size, but his assists are down and his rebounds are down. Six and a half rebounds, five five assists with a whopping four and a half turnovers per. So, you know, while you're still getting that scoring and the 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 minutes are there, I don't know if I can trust LeBron to to maintain. That. I think you're getting LeBron at his ceiling right now. Um, so this is definitely a sell high for me as well. Next up here on the Buckets Podcast is a segment we call Elite Entries. If you listen to the Fantasy Flex Podcast, this will probably sound familiar as we'll dive into the Prize Picks app to select three player props for Monday's nine game slate. So the first play that I like is Giannis Antetokounmpo over five assists. So Giannis is going up against the Indiana Pacers and the game total sits at 229. Through the first three games of the year, Giannis is averaging 5.7 dimes while dishing out seven plus assists in two of those three games. Now, last season off of two days rest, Giannis averaged six assists per contest, but this year he's coming in averaging 10 potential assists through the first three games while assisting teammates 34% of the time while on the court, both which are team highs. So I'm gonna take the over here on Giannis Antetokounmpo, five assists. The next play, Killian Hayes under six and a half points. Now, Killian Hayes, there's no way to put this. He's been brutally awful since the summer league. In three games played in the summer league, he averaged a mere 6.3 points. And heading into the preseason, you thought that he might get it right, but he didn't. He only scored six points in one preseason game. And to start the year, he, <laughs> he managed to score zero points in the first game and followed that up with a whopping deucer. So he's one for 11 in the first two games of the season while only seeing 20 minutes per game despite being the starter. And he's currently a minus 23 on the court thus far. So facing an Atlanta team that just got cooked by rookie Rubio, I'm expecting Killian Hayes to get smothered by this Atlanta defense. So I'm taking the under six and a half points for Killian Hayes. And lastly, I'm going to go over Anthony Edwards, two and a half, three pointers. He's facing the New Orleans Pelicans yet again, a squad that he's already hit three, three pointers against this season. So he's hit at least three triples in his first two games. And the two, the game total sits at two twenty-five and a half, which is pretty good for anybody that's looking for high volume scoring. So Anthony Edwards is actually shooting 43 and a half percent of his shot attempts from beyond the arc. And last season, New Orleans allowed opponents to shoot 42.7% of their shots from three-point range, which ranked fourth highest in the NBA. Now, while the early results have been in their favor, forcing more two-pointers than threes, that clearly didn't apply to Edwards, who put up eight attempts uh, just a game ago. So he's averaging 10 three-point attempts to start the season. And since he's on such a roll in his sophomore campaign, Got to back the young buck, and I'm going to take the over on Anthony Edwards' two-and-a-half three-pointers made. All right, that's our Elite Entry segment for today. 
going with Giannis Antetokounmpo over five assists, Killian Hayes under six and a half points, and Anthony Edwards over two and a half three-pointers made. As a reminder, Price Picks' markets do move, so you'll want to get on that fast in order to lock in the best numbers. If you haven't created a Price Picks account yet, check out the link in our episode description, and they'll match your first deposit up to $100. Or visit pricepicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. That's ACTION10. Okay, now back to the show. Dude, I want to talk about in terms of who's real and who's fake. My guy, Luka Doncic, is currently 68. He's in the new system with Jason Kidd. But do you think that this is real or fake in terms of fading uh, Luka Doncic and being this this poor of a fantasy player? Do you remember what he finished at last season? What was it? Was it like forty or something? I think it was in that range. Okay. Yeah. So so okay. So let's talk about Luka Doncic. The name value of Luka Doncic in nine cat leagues only is what made him a first round pick. Okay. In points leagues. I'm much more okay with Luca because he just he just you know racking up all sorts of stats. In a nine cat league, he's not shooting well. His free throw percentage is still not where it needs to be, and he's turning the ball over at like this you know crazy high rate. And that's what you know, even though he's racking up the stats in in other parts of his game, rebounds, points, assists, that's what makes him 68th on a per game basis. And he doesn't get the defensive metrics either. Only 0.5 steals per game, 0.5 blocks per game. That's not good enough out of my first round pick. So, yeah, you know, he's, he's not going to finish 68th on per game basis, but I was never in on Luka Doncic as, a, as this top five guy in nine cat league. So, you know, temper expectations there. But if, if you took him, you're, you got to ride with him. Yeah. CJ McCollum. Want to know if it's real or fake him averaging four stocks per game. Stocks means blocks plus steals. He's currently averaging four. He's three overall in Yahoo leagues through the first week of the season so are you buying that yeah i'm not i'm not buying yeah i'm not buying his you know third on a per game basis through two games however cj mccollum and damian lillard have something to play for now after you know hearing all the rumors and and people saying like oh let's blow up the trailblazers and cj mccollum's gonna go to the sixers or the heat and i think they want to show people like nah this is like like we can we can make a squad here and we can we can win ball games and I think CJ and Dane both have something to prove. Um, obviously, the four stocks per game is not real. Like he's not going to average that many blocks per game uh, throughout yeah. the season. But he's look, he looks like he's hustling, man. And that 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 could mean something for the defensive metrics um, that he typically hasn't given you uh, throughout his career. So while I'm not buying that high of a uh, of a ranking, I'm I'm kind of in on McCollum just from a standpoint of like I want this guy on my team. I dig it. Um, so are you pressing the panic button on a few guys here? Jason Tatum, Fred Van Vliet, SGA, MPJ, Westbrook. Does the slow starts for any of these guys concern you? Uh, no, they don't. Right, Tatum, Tatum's one of the best players in the league. Jalen Brown had that crazy uh, game one when he came back yeah. from COVID, put up like 43 points. I'm not worried at all about Tatum. You know, that's going to happen sometimes. going to take a backseat to Brown. Uh, not worried about him at all. If, if someone's panicking, I'm buying for sure. Um, Fred Van Vliet, you drafted him knowing that you were probably going to be punting your field goal percentage because take so many shots and doesn't make very many. But he's still, you know, he's still providing those defensive metrics that uh, we got him for. So, you know, I'm 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 also not panicking on Fred Van Vliet, especially without Kyle Lowry there. However, I will say one thing: Scotty Barnes has been more of a has had more of an effect on Van Vliet than I would have expected. He's more of a a 
ball dominant player um, than like a Malachi Flynn or anybody last season that, you know, when Kyle Lowry wasn't playing for Van Vliet was like putting up all these numbers, all these assists. Um, that worries me a little bit. But again, if somebody took Van Vliet and is panicking, I'm interested in buying that guy as well, uh, buying him as well from them. Yeah, and I've seen it floating around on Twitter is like, is is there a buy low opportunity for MPJ? And I, I, I certainly think that there is here. I mean, he's only averaging 11 points, four boards and, and two and a half assists through uh, the first couple of games of the season. I think he's going to get right. He's only shooting 45%, which, you know, for his, for his career, he's shooting 53. So much of these guys, man, I think that they're just struggling from the field, which is something that can certainly correct with more volume as the season wears on um, to kind of find their strokes back. But Russell Westbrook to me is, is very concerning. 35 averaging 35 minutes per game, seeing a 23% usage. If that holds, that would be the lowest of his career. And if we see LeBron continuing to, you know, will his way playing, you know, 35 minutes, AD looks really good. I think it's got to come at a cost of somebody. And that someone is, is Russell Westbrook. So if you have him and there's any chance that you can get rid of him, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, no doubt. I, I would, I would take the Anthony Melton over Russell Westbrook in nine cat leagues right now. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, not even a, and, and that's not even a hot take. It's crazy. It's rest, not even a hot and, take. And rest of season, bro. Like Russell Westbrook was just never a guy I was on. I, yeah. Guys like that, guys like that don't interest me. Terrible percentages. Wasn't going to average triple double again, playing with LeBron. No, thank you. I hear that. All right, so we're going to go to our next segment called The Wire. I do what I can do to help y'all. But the game is out there, and it's either play or get played. We're going to give you our top waiver ad. So I'll start it off in shallow leagues. We already mentioned him. Scotty Barnes, man, only 66% rostered. And Scotty Barnes has been doing it all, man, 32 minutes per game. And you would like to see more assists. I mean, he got drafted by the Toronto Raptors because he was one of those point forwards that could certainly facilitate and play make. And we haven't really seen much, but we have seen his scoring ability and rebounding, averaging a cool 18 and 10 with really solid peripherals to start the season. Um, The next guy I'm going to go with, Ricky Rubio. Only 57% rostered, but with Darius Garland already banged up, we've seen him go for 16 four boards and nine assists and nearly 30 minutes per contest. I think this is a really solid dude that you can grab. Uh, The Cavaliers play four games next week. So a lot of opportunity here for Ricky Rubio. Coffer, what are are a couple guys you like? Uh, Chris Duarte. I mean, he's, he's uh, only 63% rostered at this point. He needs to be rostered every single league, especially with Karis LeVert out. Right. Uh, He's taking like 17, 18 shots per game. And that's insane. And he's playing all the minutes again in a, in a tight uh, paces rotation. Will Barton, Will Barton might be one of the reasons that Michael Porter Jr. is starting slow. Will Barton's ranked 39th on a per-game basis right now, rostered in 58% of leagues. He's another guy that should be rostered in all, probably even all 10-team leagues at this point. Definitely yeah. all 12 te- definitely all 12-team leagues. And then we talked about we talked about DeAnthony Melton. He's another guy I was super high on coming into the, coming into the season, especially with the with the fact that Dylan Brooks uh, with his hand injury was going to be out at least a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if when Dylan Brooks comes back that DeAnthony Melton takes that much of a back seat the way he's playing early on. Hasn't turned the ball over in two games, and he's playing 30 minutes per game. Like yeah, that's in, super impressive. Yeah, yeah. And Kyle, it seems like it's come to the to the detriment of Kyle Anderson as much as what we were talking about. And we've also seen the emergence of Desmond Bain, um, someone that's in deep leagues. He's still 39% rostered. Desmond Bain's getting good minutes. He's hitting a lot of shots. That backcourt, that small backcourt, it has the Memphis Grizzlies in a really good position. They look like one of those teams that's going to exceed their expectations this year with Jaron Jackson Jr. uh, taking on more of that center role. I mean, they just don't look slow anymore. With Valachunas out of there, this is a dynamic offense that's putting points on the board. So I think he's definitely a guy you can grab. Uh, Another dude I I think you could probably check out is Kelly Oubre, 52% 
rostered right now. It looks like it's come to the detriment of PJ Washington. He hasn't been really playing very well. Ubre is definitely cutting into those minutes and he's, he's playing pretty well to start the season. Tyrese Maxey is still absurdly low uh, roster ship. 63% doesn't make any sense. He's a starting point guard um, for the Sixers right now with Shake Milton out and he's, he's doing work. So Alex Caruso, nine steals in the first three games and he's got four blocks. This man needs to be rostered in deep leagues. He's only 27% rostered. That's egregious for the six men of the Chicago Bulls who are a better team and they're giving him minutes. He's not going to score a lot, but you don't need him for that. He's getting eight points, assists, rebounds, and you get the steals and the blocks. Four stocks, I'm buying into that. Give me Alex Caruso on the humble cheap. And then the other one, you mentioned him at the top of the show. Patty Mills, but Patty Mills is showing out, man. He's bombing from three. He's even contributing defensively. Doesn't give you a lot of in terms of rebounds and assists, but for the amount of minutes that he's playing with Kyrie Irving out, this is a, a must roster in even deep leagues. Um, is there any other guys that you had, Adam, that you want to throw out there? Let me make a couple of points. First on Patty Mills. If you're picked up Patty Mills and somebody in your league really wants Patty Mills, sell him, man. Like, this, right? I'm, I'm going to argue with you on this one. Patty Mills does absolutely nothing if he's not hitting five three-pointers a game. Patty Mills is not hitting five three-pointers a game, right? Like, the shots I mean, there go to Kevin Durant and James Harden and Joe Harris. So, pick him up, pick him up, and then, and then turn that man into, you know – I would even turn him into Russell Westbrook for crying out. <laughs> so Patty Mills, he's only getting up eight shots a game. So making five, three points a game is not sustainable, but he is a bucket. And I think the minutes will be there seeing that he's seen 30 minutes per contest so far. Yeah, no doubt. Right. The only guys I'm interested really on that team, to be honest with you, yeah. KD, James Harden, eh, Kyrie Irving, if he, if he gets the vaccine, I'll be interested in that, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. So you know, everybody talked about Nick Claxton after his first game. Oh, Nick Claxton got the start. Nick Claxton has hit one free throw out of five. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want that on my team. He's only, he, he scored 12 points and seven rebounds. And I think he's had one block in two games. Like I, I'm, I dropped Nick Claxton for Gorgie Jang. So I could stream a big man who was going to get me more rebounds and possibly more blocks than steals. Right. Yeah. So you, you can forget about Nick Claxton. I don't care how good you think in theory, Nick Claxton is. I just don't think he's that good of a player. Like the way he goes up and down the floor, like it just looks like he's moving slow and he's like a tall, thin guy. He's moving a little bit quicker than, than, than he is. But, and then one other point I want to make that makes me kind of sad. I was on the clock in our league and I had the, I had the chance to take miles bridges or, or PJ Washington. And because PJ Washington had that power forward center eligibility, I went with Washington thinking that he could possibly start. Hasn't been the case. And guess what? Miles Bridges is 11th on a per game basis. And maybe that's not totally real, but I think Miles Bridges is damn good. Yeah, he's getting 33, an average of 30, almost 34 minutes per game right now. I don't know that that's sustainable, but it's certainly, I mean, he's not going to be 10th overall, but I think he could easily, you know, eclipse what he did last season. He's super athletic. If he adds, you know, the three pointer to his game, which it seems like he has early on, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to think that he's not still going to have a really solid season. Um, but yeah, most of that is really predicated on his his efficiencies. You know, he's getting three steals, uh, shooting over 53% from the field at 16 shots per clip. So yeah, um, definitely with you there. All right. So yeah, so Adam, is there anything else that you want to tell the folks heading into week two? Yeah, there's there's something that we talked about pre-show. Um, and it maybe it, it it might not relate directly to week two, but it's about it's about certain players in nine cat fantasy leagues. And it's 
It's guys like Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell are two fantastic NBA players that are fantastic for their teams, right? They, 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 they score their, you know, facilitators enough to get other guys involved, but, but not enough to, you know, pad those assist stats. They don't shoot great from the floor Booker a little bit better than Donovan Mitchell. And we see that reflected in their early season ranking. We saw this in their rankings last season too. This isn't anything new. These guys aren't great nine cat fantasy basketball players, much better in points leagues. Um, If you drafted them too early, wait for those breakout games and then, and then ship them off to somebody who's going to, you know, get those defensive stats. Like you look at guys like Robert Williams and Mo Bamba. I'm not saying trade Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker for Robert Williams and Mo Bamba. But what I am saying is try to put on a different thinking cap when it comes to players like this in fantasy basketball, non-cat leagues. Yeah, Booker seems to always start slow, but I mean, he's shooting only 30, you know, 39% from the field to start the season. 2.3 turnovers to only four assists. And I don't know, 18-4 and four to start the week. He's going to have an uptick in points. Like, I'm not worried about that. But it's the four and four with two turnovers that I'm like, you're not really getting that much value out of this guy. Like you could get, there's so many other people that could put up those stat lines and you paid a premium for that. If he goes off for like 40 points, fills up the stat sheet, that's a, a great sell high opportunity for him. He's going to be an all-star, but not a fantasy all-star. Here's, Currently here's ranks 114. Right. And, and here's another thing. When I look at my, my, uh, my matchup each week and I look on like Friday and Saturday, I usually find myself trying to pick up blocks and steals because those are the categories that, you know, either I'm competitive in or I think I'm going to win. And it's, it's rarely points. Like you can find guys that score points. Like why waste a second or third round pick? And obviously this is in the past and, and hindsight is 2020. Why waste a second, or third round pick on a guy who's just simply going to score the basketball and not provide you with the, 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 the golden stats of steals and blocks. Like those are so much more important. Uh, and I just feel like they go overlooked all the time. We talked about that with people just looking at a guy, Oh, he scores, you know, 30 a game. Like that guy's going to be great. And, you know, right now I'm taking the L on John Morant. He looks fantastic in, in Memphis. I'm not so sure that that, you know, he might be a, a sell high to me. We didn't talk about him, but he's uh he's 20th on a per game basis right now. He looks fantastic. So, you know, hopefully um, I'm wrong on, on him, but. Uh, yeah, he, has, he, had a, he had a kind of a similar start last year before he sprained his ankle. And then, you know, obviously his value didn't, didn't really hit thereafter um, once he came back. But yeah, I think just, I'm just buying into the Memphis Grizzlies right now. They just look like a really good team. Uh, great pace, a lot of offense. Um, that's a, that's a system that I would buy into. Whereas like, if you're looking at the Suns, I'm kind of good on the Suns, you know, like their, their pace is not uh, amongst the tops in the league. Chris Paul has the, the, the effect of you know, going back to Booker here. Like he just t- cuts into his usage a bit um there's not really much to get excited about outside of like you know deandre ayton who was a high pick one of the better bigs in the league for his efficiency but even he disappears every once in a while so yeah if you got a, the memphis grizzlies i think you you want to hold on to those guys even john morant who is historically hasn't been that productive in nine category leagues because of his lack of efficiency but he's definitely seems like he's rolling he's rolling this year all right so that will close out the show Make sure to check back in next week with our week three look ahead. We'll be giving you guys more tips, strategies, and options for the waiver wire. Uh, Be sure to download the Action Network app to track all of your bets and follow tail our action experts and listen in tomorrow where we'll have a big picture look and the nba from the buckets podcast hosted by matt moore joined by raheem palmer and brandon anderson until next week we'll holla at you peace